Good afternoon to everyone and thank you for choosing to spend your afternoon here with us. For those who don't know, I'm Patricia Ogden-Faber and I do a podcast show to help people maximise property values. It's called Maximising Property Values. It's on all the popular platforms, podcast platforms, so Apple, Spotify, Google, Audible, all of them. Tap on the link above and if you see your favourite listening um, um, app, just tap on it and you can subscribe to the to the to the show and then you will get notified every time a podcast is released. That, however, normally is a monologue. But I've now added a guest series, and my guest today is Toyi Ayodari. We are going to get to know Toyi much more today. Toyi, I'm very nosy, so just get prepared. I am. I don't know what to expect on one of this, but just to say, I've got no questions whatsoever from you. I I don't know where this is going to turn, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun, yeah. Do you know, that's the whole idea. I never tell anyone what I'm going to ask them. So it's a surprise to them. And that's part of my fun. I guess I'm a bit wicked. Anyway, so carrying on, who is Toyin? So she is the founder stroke CEO Icon Range Property, and she creates real value in people and places. She's a property-ner, property-ner, with an eight-figure property portfolio value built from scratch over nine years of full-time in property. She develops properties alongside multiple property business streams of income. She loves to inspire, she mentors, and she loves to empower people into creating financial freedom through property. Toyin, welcome to Maximising Property Values. So, before we go into your property activities, these are your two questions. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm being very easy on you because one, I'm leaving general and the other one cannot relate to property. So the first one is general and the second one is it cannot be property. So the first one is this. Can you share a decision that you made that you still regret till today. And now, that's if you've got one like that. And then number two, so that can be anything. Number two, what gives you the most pleasure in life? And your answer cannot relate to property and it cannot relate to family. There you go. Whoa, whoa. So am I going starting off with us straight away? Yeah. Okay. I hope it doesn't sound like cliche, but to, to be very honest, I don't live with regrets at all. And it is the absolute truth. I learned from a very early age to live every day as it comes and not necessarily live with any regrets because I can't take it back. There's no point sweating over things that I couldn't, that's out of control. I'm sure I, the way I say things is at, at the point in time, I took that decision. I did that with the best of the knowledge I had and with the best of my ability, with the limited knowledge or whatever it is that was driving um, that um, decision at that point in time, I thought that was the best um, decision. And because I'm very analytic, I 
I am. Um, I honestly think that that was the best thing at that time. Obviously, on reflection, you think you could have done things better, but that's only with new knowledge and new information that you had. So I don't live with regrets at all. So there is really nothing that I'll say. Oh, I absolutely regret doing that. Um, so that I hope that is not um, uh, cliche, but then that's like my response on that one. Well, yeah, no problems. <laughs> second one. Second one question is um what what's the question again sorry so what gives you the most pleasure in life and it can't relate to property and it cannot relate to family well this doesn't actually relate to property but i bet it's a bit of the tagline of my my is creating real value in people that's not property right <laughs> a little bit of cheating there but yeah i think that that's pretty much me i'm, I'm a people's person I, I I genuinely derive joy in just helping people, and it's it's always been that way from when I was a little little girl. Um, I mean I mean I remember very clearly when I was about five years old. Um, a few moms came to came up to my mom and said, "Oh, that's our daughter's mom. Um, she's always nurturing and caring for them in in school." That's why my mom sending me to school as well. Then I was actually looking out for little ones that I was actually trying to help them. I've always had that um, that that tendency, that nurturer, um, as in I, I always had the tendency to nurture people, and it's something I derive a lot of joy in. Um, I easily would spend insane <laughs> insane amount of uh, hours on the phone with someone just talking about their matter, even even when they are tired of listening i'm still going on it's just i just genuinely um find pleasure in just being able to help people um in in whatever whatever um in other areas obviously i've i've, I've looked for a way to bring that into my property journey but that's that aside even if i wasn't doing that i would still be helping people in some form or shape oh thank you thank you thank you thank you um I'm actually now wondering if I should be letting people know my questions in advance, but no, it's just so much more fun doing it like this. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, no, it should be good because I would, I would have been overthinking and second guessing myself on answer. So good that I just have it out there. Great stuff, great stuff, great stuff. So now let's move into property. So tell us how you started in property because you have gone from, you've, you've gone from, working in the city city of london yeah to giving it all up to working for yourself full time so talk us through that journey because if anyone's listening to this and they're thinking oh i can't do it i really can't do it perhaps they'll be inspired when they listen to you what you've done how you did it how you started roughly you know your first property how much you made from it if you're willing to share that with us it's just to give context to what you're saying yeah absolutely thank you um so i i i, I didn't grow up my my early years in life were spent I, mean, I grew up in nigeria where i was born and I relocated as an adult, actually, um, into the United Kingdom. So obviously, I, I've spent a lot of my early years in the United Kingdom trying to find my fit, trying to study, and do do a lot of things. That, I mean, as 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 um, you, any any new um, any new um, new person in the country would do. Um, and and obviously, I, and buying properties 
owning the properties was the least of my worries and I didn't even think it was possible because um, I, I, I unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, were around people that did not think um, getting on the, I mean, getting a property ladder was priority because um, what was priority was just getting food on the table and being able to pay the bills. And for the first, yeah, first, 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 um, um, early, early, early part of my, 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 coming into the UK was really spent on that. But obviously, one of the things that I think has really helped is I've always been a motivated person. I've always been, I've always wanted to be wealthy. I, 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 I actually spent, said, um, shared this on my Instagram profile recently when I saw a book that I, I think I got, I, it was when I was 18, I, and I actually still had um, some notes from then. I so it was um, success principles, how to get from where you are to where you want to be. I, I, I read that book at an early age, and I'd already been inspired, and I wanted to be wealthy. I wanted to change my financial um, fortune, and, and it, it, it was a lot of things in my mind. Anyway, I got into property. Um, I think it was actually one day I was in the office, and I was just um, I was reading a, 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 a I think a paper that was. Um, yeah, there was there was an article in the paper, and one of my um, colleagues said to me, um, "Oh, why are you intrigued with that? Don't tell me you don't have a property." And I was like, "When, when you even asked the question, I was like, is that is that something that everyone is expected to have?'" And I was like, "And and that question really bothered me when you said, don't tell me you don't have a property.'" And I, I think I must have found my way out of that conversation. I'm not saying anything, but it made me ponder as as to. Oh, should I actually be owning a property? Because up until that time, it was not even a discussion. I was happily renting. I could afford the rent, and that was it. And so maybe because he actually that that that's part of me was awakened. Um, I started seeing lots of ads, things that were talking about property, and I just wanted to get on the um, ladder. And actually, I got my first property using one of the um, shared ownership schemes of one of the properties that I still own today. And I got on, uh, on, on, on that um, scheme, just obviously trying to educate myself, looking for information left, right, center. And that's how I got on the property ladder for my own personal self. But obviously it doesn't stop there. You get the bug. Uh, and looking back now was when I was growing up um, in Nigeria. I've always been interested in property of some sort, but I never thought it was anything major um, up until when I started getting, I think I, I, went, I went to my um, family home um, a few years back, and I looked up on my in, in my room, which is still very much there, and I saw that I had um, pictures. Or, so what I didn't know was a vision board at the time. I had different posters of properties outside of the. Um, I'm out, I mean, in the UK and the US, I had it all pasted around my, in, in my room, and I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I just thought I, I thought they looked fancy. They were big houses. They represented someone that was wealthy and I had it all around. But I think it's just all of those things baking in your mind, not realizing that that was actually probably where you were heading towards. And so my very first, um, um, my, my getting into property full-time um, as an investment was, um, I mean, like I said, we bought the first property and then the next one obviously grew our journey in terms of our family home. Um, but I think it was until one of, just because, like I said, I loved um, developing properties. I, I'd always had a thing for it without realizing. We, we, we refurbished one of our family homes once. And for some reason, I just called an estate agent to see, to ask them what they work on the property will be worth. And bear in mind that I, I, we spent money on that property, not as an investor. We just spent money um, because we thought we would like this, we like this kitchen, and we had to do things twice. We just had the money to splurge out at, at the time. And when they came in, despite spending a lot on that reform, we um, they told us that it was um, worth an amount that I didn't think. I think it was we literally within the space of a few months we had uplifted the property by fifty thousand. I was like, what? 
And I thought to myself, I'm kidding myself. I need to sort of get into this. And that was really for me. That was it. And if you know me, I am a very big action taker. Literally at that point in time, I just told myself I was replacing my job with the nine, um, replacing my nine to five with property investment because I definitely thought I had something for this. And literally that was me jumping out straight away. No prior experience, no prior knowledge. I just jumped in straight away. I started buying properties. My first investment property I bought at auction because again, once I decided that this was something I wanted to do, I was educating myself by watching the likes of Umzondariyama. And I'd seen that you buy properties in auction, you refurbish it, and you sell it on. And that was like literally my my um, recipe. That, that was my, 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 my the, the framework I was following. So I bought a property in auction. Obviously, sounds like nice now, but I, can, I, can, like I can't count the amount of auction we had gone in and out and nothing, not being able to buy anything. I was out, constantly being outbid because obviously I probably didn't know how to do the numbers at the time. And um, eventually got this property. Um, I think we, I decided that I was actually happy to make a loss on this property because I'd been out bid several times and I just wanted to get that one under my belt so I could know if this was something I could do, I definitely do because I was, the day job was waiting on the side and I wanted to decide if I should do this full time or go back to my day job. Can I just interrupt you there, yeah. if you don't mind? Yes. So you, you were happy to buy with a possibility of making a loss. What sort of figures, numbers are we talking about? So I bought the property for 106000 and at the time I thought, um, make a loss. Like, in fact, I, I think what I calculated, I, I said to myself, if I was going to go and train for this, because at the time I didn't even know there was any property education companies, I had no clue. I had no one doing this around me. There was absolutely no outside inspiration other than watching homes on the name. So I didn't even know where to seek for help. Um, so I, th I thought if I had to pay £5,000, for example, to get educated and, and this could possibly work, I, could be, I should be happy to take a, make a loss. So I already had envisage if I had spent 106 to buy this property, um, if I spent money to refurbish it and I sell it on, even if I, can't get, if I, if I lose any of my money, that's fine because it, it was fine for me at this stage. It's not something I <laughs> employ anyone to do. But I think I was just thinking until I go to the A to Z of this process, I wouldn't necessarily know if this is something I could do. And because I was get, constantly getting outbid, I thought I was missing a trick. And I realized I wanted to actually just get in. I just, if you, I, like I said, I was an action taker. I just wanted to get started, just get in there. And so that was the mindset when I bought that property um, at 106,000. Fortunately, I did not make a loss. Um, I think I made about ten thousand pound profit or something there about something something a bit my um, something of, 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 of that sort because obviously again I, I get really savvy with my refobs I try and pull, push the level and um, the um, the property um, the way the property looks I try and maximize the property values I'll use that term is yours um, but I, yeah I try to maximize property values and try to do my refob on, on with, with a tight budget but still giving a very good value and luckily. I was able to make a profit on that one. And I think that was it for me. I just thought, you know what, this definitely works. 10,000 pounds was too far from what I was in, was earning, but I just think if I could do two or three of this a year and obviously step it up in much the next time, then it would be fine. And the next one did it, I think it was about 20, 30,000 profit. And I thought, you know what, I'm in business. And that was me out of the 95. Whoa, whoa. Did I? I, I... I absolutely love it. And this is, 
you see these guest series they are i find them so rewarding for me because i get to every single person when i was inviting people i had a certain person in mind and that has been born true i love people who are real people who will share it from their hearts people who are passionate about what they're doing people who don't care about putting on airs and graces and they're literally just telling it how it is and i love that so thank you very much for sharing that with us because you see people people unfortunately i think hear about people who may be telling the truth or may not be telling the truth and they start to judge themselves mm. and then they start to feel bad but everyone starts somewhere absolutely and it's how you go from there that matters not whether or not you can go onto instagram and say that you you've you've closed five deals within one hour or something um so you started and, and you started by initially making ten thousand pounds and then that went up like threefold amazing yeah and now you are into commercial developments and things like that can you tell us how you went from that second auction property to where you are now and if again you wouldn't mind kind of like sharing some some of the pitfalls some of the wins in that that would be great okay yeah i think i went on from buying that second property i realized that this was then going to be a full-time job and for me and i wanted to actually i mean i, I, I always play full out um something i always say to my girls when they're playing tennis is like play full out but i had certainly true for myself as well I, I play full out when I'm in, in business purely, obviously being risk averse in, in certain things, but then just trying to make sure you're not, it's not, it's not glass half full, you're not trying to make excuses. Um, from that second property, um, I think then we obviously, because um, luckily for us, we, we, we sold um, both properties and I then thought okay, I had this um, capital that I wanted to go into buying properties, more properties. And it, it, I, think, I think, again, a lot of times it's about what you know. I just thought the only way I could get property deals and, and run down properties were auction. So I was just buying auction properties. I went to one auction, I bought three properties in the auction. Again, basically, because that's how I knew. And I sort of continued my journey. And at some stage during my journey, I, I think one of the properties that I bought, um, I think I'd start getting good at it and what I'd start getting out that I, I, I was doing this and I was making, <coughs> excuse me, it sucked out of it. And I remember one, um, a friend contacting me and saying, um, could you mentor me in this? I'm looking to actually do this full time as well. And it happened that the property that they, um, they, 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 they were interested in buying, that they had to put in an offer, offer got accepted, was one of the properties I had sold earlier that year. And, I'd so, and, and they were looking to buy that property at 50,000 more than I had sold my property for. And they, the, the property they were looking to buy was run down. And that was like, wow, that was a light bulb moment for me to realize that maybe I shouldn't be selling these properties. Maybe I should be holding them onto them. Because before now, what I had already calculated was um, the, the cash flow was going to be about between 300 to 500, maybe slightly more. That was like, that was not going to cut it for me in terms of the fact that I was lucky enough to have a good nine to five before I stepped out. So I needed bulk amount. And so for me, that's why I was selling. But when um, this person actually came and said, oh, he's buying a property for 50,000 more and he needed this amount of work 
I just realized that I'd lost 50,000 in six months if I'd kept that property. And that's how I found Buy Refurbish Refinance. It was again, not anyone, not inspired from anywhere because I didn't even know that was possible. So I started thinking, how can I actually keep those properties, get my capital out and not have to sell and leave them on for rental? And obviously I got into Buy Refurbish Refinance, started expanding the portfolio, started working towards a maximum cash flow that I wanted in a month. And obviously translated to how many properties I needed to buy to make that happen. And fortunately for me, in one of the properties, whilst on my journey of that, one of the properties that I bought, I accidentally bought, no, I won't say accidentally, it was a commercial property. Um, the agent brought it to me and said, because obviously you're doing this many deals, I think this is something you can do. And it was a great tool listed. Now I, now I look back, I'm like, wow, don't you quite brave. It was a great tool listed office building. And I thought, why not? Just, just go for it. The, the price was tempting enough. It was an SX, I bought it for 214000 I thought, you know what, it's, it's, it, despite it being a commercial building and it be a large building, the fact that it wasn't um, too, too expensive, I thought I could, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could work with that. And that was really my first um, entry into commercial conversions. Oh my goodness, did that <sighs> push me to my limits? Absolutely. I learned a lot of things with that, with tears with um, gr uh, grinding everything and I put it into that because again I was jumping from one um, comfort zone to another it was a te definitely different terrain um, that office building I could easily have converted to six apartments I chose to convert it to two five bedroom houses because again it does try to reduce the moving parts because you will have more moving parts in commercial to residential conversion that you would have in a normal um, development. So I decided that um, I would make it just two five bedroom house trying to simplify it as much as possible. And that was a good decision I did at the time because if I'd done anything else, I possibly wouldn't be in commercial to residential conversion now because I might have had too many, um, too many things that have made the project that failed and that wouldn't have allowed me. So I think that's, a, that's the lesson in there. Sometimes you simplify things just to suit your circumstance at that point in time because the, the, the more success you have at the very early stage, the, the, long, the, the more assurance of the negativity of, of your career in that thing. And for me, that was very true. I definitely stuck to it. It was very stressful, but I did make a very good profit. And today, actually, we have one of the properties. I sold one of the properties on to just get get my um, um, prior my capital. And then, I, like I always say, I said the other one is most like a cash machine because when I found my sold the other one, I got this other the one I've kept on for, for pretty much for free. And I thought, you know what, this is a buy one get one free because, like I said, I was buying properties um, aggressively trying to grow the portfolio. But I just realized that actually, if I could do this, it's just pretty much buying one one transaction that could get me two properties. I knew I could get six properties, but I chose not to go down that route. I just realized this is a way of making the journey a lot quicker. And that's how I go into then buying offices, buying banks, um, shops and uppers and the rest of that, all the other conversions that we've done. Um, and then obviously it progressed to doing new builds as well. So yeah. Whoa, that is, that is inspirational. And people um Tony's website is um in the uh, link above so you oh oh what did you did you not want it up there no no it's fine it's just not the best representation of me <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, 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 I'll put your Facebook page up um 
because on um, Clubhouse, it doesn't like um, links. No, it's, it's, Facebook. it's absolutely fine. It's just it's Facebook. just work in progress. We've got um, our developers working on it at the moment, and oh. so just to mention, that's not the best representation of myself. <laughs> okay, I, you know, I, I I hear you. I'm exactly in the same position. So it's. I just thought, you know, it's not going to be perfect. If I wait for it to be perfect, I'll, I'll never Absol ever put it out Abs there. Absolutely, that 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 is so me. I I, I just get out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. Well, I'll get perfect. Start now and get perfect later, right? Exactly. And and they can be working on it in the background. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so but you can tap on Toyin's face and you know follow her if you're not already. Scroll down her bio, that will take you to her Instagram link. Go on over to Instagram, follow her on there as well, because she does release some really interesting posts and stories so you know definitely worth a follow um so talk to us Tony, about this grade two building of yours um they whenever i hear grade two two things come to mind one beauty two expense what was your experience um like i said it, that was one project looking back today that still push i mean i i literally i'm not i'm not joking one of the times i actually went to this um site i i physically was crying i was <laughs> boiling up at us because uh, we'd had so much issues we had a very very difficult building control um officer that was just making our life and leaving hell <laughs> and he just thought wow and i and, and at this point in time this was me um managing all myself and um, toby my partner who, um, who works alongside myself was still um, in full-time employment so it was literally just me doing this full-time and it was just i mean i don't know if you you have the same experience i was being um I mean, I'm still relatively younger. I like to think, but as I see, I was I was I was younger then, so I was this young um, female, and a lot of builders thought they could actually walk over me just because they thought I didn't have the experience. But um, if you get to know me, you know that absolutely that's if there's anything further than from the truth, um, then that definitely is. So so I had all of those challenges. Then I had to dealing with things that I didn't actually know. I was learning on the job. I was understanding um, what it was to convert properties, the noise um, the noise separation, the sound separation. Don't forget, like I said, I, I took on this project just by maximizing an opportunity that was available, not because I was um, fully prepared for it. I always believe in... Um, grabbing the opportunity and, and then learning on the way and so that was what I did so I, I was prepared knowing fully well that this was going to push me um, beyond <laughs> this was going to push me beyond my um my, my, my limits but um yes in terms of grade two list that is much more costly we had to be mindful of a lot of things to change um we, we couldn't change a lot of things certain things that we were being told that we, we couldn't um, sound we had to pass the sound test yet we couldn't change the windows so i was just trying to overcome all of those things and ensuring that we still get a good development um, done the plumbing of the um of the, of the property was such a headache trying to get um because 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 that been a commercial unit and the way it had been um linked up the plumbing was such a it was uh, was has been done badly from the start and obviously trying to cut through um the property to get new the new 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 um 
services in was just the uh, bigger big trying to split the services as well because obviously like i said we sold one off so it had to be totally split um all of those things doing the title splits um i just learned a lot through that process and i think whilst it was painful at the time i think it was a good foundation that i needed for the um other project that we would, we would, we would, we would have done like i said with um um i'd converted we converted Barclays bank um lloyd's bank and those were even i mean if i compare them much more compl complicated projects but because i'd had that foundation on that on, on this one it wasn't as difficult as it would have been um you it would have been if i was taken for the first time so i think we we, we learned a lot i mean i've, I've also learning from the great two listed we've done a local listed building as well that was an accountant's office it was an office that we converted to four apartments and because we had done a great two listed i thought you know what i'll jump on a local listed all day long because i knew that there was going to be less complications in that one so i think it's just trying to take on that big one really gave me that foundation on to taking more complicated projects wow i, I keep saying wow <laughs> um because yeah, definitely. Wow. Now, um, so obviously we can all imagine, you know, the conversion of the Lloyd's building and the Barclays building, because they always, in fact, they only ever were in beautiful, gorgeous buildings. Absolutely. Um, so again, with the flats that you created there, do you still own them do you do you um still have any um connection with them um because they must have been if you if you don't have them they must have been so difficult to let go of um because those buildings are just so 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 beautiful absolutely still on all of them i'm actually seated in one of them right now because um the lloyd's building to be we converted the uppers and the rear to six apartments and on the on the ground floor we used the um um because it was just situated in a sort of perfect location for us um on the high streets um look close enough to where i live um and so i used that as my office we, we used them as my office be um, our office um so it, i mean one of the things that i've always um so sort of wanted as well is just to be able to um because we we, we we have as we've grown obviously we've taken on staff um, we've we've had an office, but we've been paying rent. So being able to actually own our own office building and I'm not not going to drag into the um, into the um, complications of having owning your office, your commercial space, and using SaaS and the rest of that, the benefits that that you, you could get from that. So owning our office has always been something that's been on the card. So that's given us that opportunity. But even the Barclays building, for example, that is actually a beauty. It's um it's a corner piece, yeah just good enough to let anyone go any of that go actually we had we have a commercial tenant in 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 the commercial elements in the bathrooms building and we had a vacant for a long long time purely because i was all i was looking for a business i could run myself from the building and i, I think I, it only took a while to just realize that why why am i holding on to this i don't have a business i want to run i just want to look for a business to run just so i can maximize holding on to a commercial space just because i think it's pretty and which didn't make financial sense as well so we've eventually rented it out and i just realized that you know i still own it if there's anything that comes up in the future then i could obviously take 
possession of the flats and um, of, of the commercial space at, at any point in time so yeah i totally get you when you say it's it's such a beauty that you don't want to let go but you've got to realize this is it's only a building right <laughs> but some emotional <laughs> attachment sometimes so tell tell us what did you do with the safes did you leave them in place or did you get like a hoist to get them out hmm. um the i'm trying to think but which one did we do first now i think it was on the lloyds we made a very silly mistake of thinking we could actually take the vault out and oh my goodness did that dig a <laughs> hole in our pocket we eventually did but that cost us a lot and it was definitely a lot more expensive than we thought so we did take it out in lloyds did not even attempt it at all in um oh sorry i think it was the other way around we took one anyway we took one of them out and then we learned <laughs> we learned from that and we didn't take the other one out and um, just literally left it there and, and i'm using it as a storage because you, you wouldn't get you can't make that as part of your conversion at all because there's absolutely when 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 i walk into banks i i have a different appreciation now there is no way you can get into those things they are reinforced with all oh, god knows what so it literally is ring fenced there's absolutely no because you, you can't even get any network at all in the vaults so we sort of use them for like storage um spaces so because you know once you're locked in there that's it done um to use them for storage spaces and we've we've kept it in there we took out one i mean it's interesting when we bought but um both both, both blanks actually um i was always hoping for maybe there was some stash of money left in there um, <laughs> but absolutely nothing <laughs> oh my gosh do you know what's even funny? I don't know if you um, also experienced it, but, um, you know, when you started, which was a lot later than when I did, but um, back in the day, if you bought anything that was old and empty and you got the builders in, when you weren't there, they'd lift up the floorboards, hoping to actually find like some old person's like stash of money or jewels. It was it was just such a bad practice. So there was no way that you were finding any money in that bank. Because the people who moved the bank out, they would have gone there first, and then some other people, even the estate agent, and then absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, I never thought about that because that's true. That some people would have something stashed in the floorboard, but never had any. <laughs> oh gosh yeah that sounds that sounds great so amazing so tell us again if you don't mind what you're doing right now what are you property wise doing and your motivation for doing it so um what we currently um the project we've got currently at the moment um actually two different projects that we have ongoing one of them was actually a commercial conversion which we've converted the commercial element and the, the commercial property property itself into four apartments that used to be a, sh a shop a secondhand shop an a2 shop anyway and um or a1 shop and we it has a, a land to the side so we're building two apartments on the side of that um so it was again just that, that was a, a bargain and still because literally you got the land for free um, quoting on quotes, um, the shed numbers and dive, that's interesting. But um, we are also um, looking to build a 12 apartment block. Um, again, that was a commercial unit we bought. We're knocking it, so the, the, the commercial 
block has been um, demolished totally, got planning permission on, on the sites for 12 apartments. And so that's just starting up now. And that's going to be um, the two major projects we're going to be doing this year. Having said that, uh, knowing me, because those projects are quite sort of out of, they're, they're fully managed by um, our contractors. I'm looking at um, other properties. Um, um, like I said, I want to do, I want to convert a bungalow this year. Um, I'll also be looking at more single, I mean, going back to my first love, quoted and quotas, where, um, which is obviously buying houses and just refurbishing them, um, adding an extension if need be, and just trying to maximize the property values in there. Um, um, in there. But, but, but saying that, I do, obviously, we have a, a thriving service accommodation business. We have a, a, a portfolio of properties, which we obviously manage as single lets and also HMOs. So we already have a lot going on at the moment. So it's not a case of just having that. But I mean, I mentioned all of these things, to be fair, I do have a, 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 a we have staff, that, a, a team of staff that are fantastic in helping us manage all of these things. So it's not a case that I'm doing all of these things by myself. I would be a super woman to do that. But yeah, um, that's where we are. And the reason why, um, coming to your second question, um, the reason why I'm doing all of that is um, I'm, I, make, I make no excuse on the fact that I, I, I am being wealthy um, is something that um, I am not um, apologetic apologetic about at all and and then the reason being um i want to be wealthy not because not just for myself well i want to be able to afford the fine things of life but not just for myself to be of value to others to be able to help others on their journey to show people like me that this is possible because i for a very long time i thought it was Things like things, some of the things that I'm doing now, we're 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 good enough for for setting people level, certain level, and then I just couldn't fathom myself doing it. So being in a position where I'm I'm undertaking some of these things now, I want to show others that this is possible. And so for me, I want to keep going. But then also I want to be able to um, build a legacy as well. And so I am still very active. In building my property journey, I'm, I'm still it's still very early days for me, really. Uh, that's what I say. Um, so I'm just still still on my journey, building as much wealth as as I can, helping a lot of people as on as I go along, building charity, having charitable organisations, helping people, um, young females in, in African countries, um, educating them, just doing a lot of things I can do to help the world, really. Did Did you notice that I didn't say wow? I thought, let me not sound like a broken record. <laughs> Try something else. <laughs> right. Now, now, can I just ask you, Tony, now, what, what made you decide to go for 12 units as opposed to 10, which may have been slightly cheaper if you went for 10, you know, considering CILs and Section 106s? Is there a particular reason why you decided to go for the 12? I wanted 18. <laughs> <laughs> That's the honest answer. I wanted to get as much as I could on there. I wanted 18. Um, as a matter of fact, we had outline planning permission um, for 18, but then um, it got knocked back. We tried 15, got knocked back, eventually got 12. And um, the way we sort of um, 
factored out the old build it was such that we didn't have any section 106 available um we didn't have any um, any section 106 i know what you're saying about the 10 if you build 10 apartments and below then you don't have to give any um flats for section 106 but because of the way this has been structured we still don't have to we do have seal payments to pay and we have section 106 contributions which is pretty much peanuts compared to what um the 12 apartments would bring so yeah it, it had been it, the, way, the way it had all been structured allowed us to be able to still go for 12 and make it still viable oh that's good so so is, is it um did you find dealing with your um local authority good bad or or pleasant unpleasant how, how, how was it? Um, thinking about this one, it wasn't good, but I, I can't necessarily say it was bad. They were doing their job. I think we there was a mixture of an incompetency from our professional team as well. So the bad element, I would say, is not totally down to the local authority. It was partly down to... Um, the incompetency of our professional team. Um, so yes, the council could have told us straight away, a long earlier, you know what, just do this. This is the reason why you're getting pushed back and would have done what they wanted. And it took me actually, eventually when we got this 12, it took me picking up the phone to say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this back and forth. I'm not, you're, you're not dealing with this through my architect and, and, and professional team anymore, deal with me what exactly is the issue and i had a good conversation and i think sometimes just space picking up that phone and um, i know we pay a team for this but sometimes you are the one that's got the money at stake you've got the, you're the one that's got the idea so i picked up the phone had a good conversation came out of that meeting knowing exactly what we wanted to do still use the same team but it was me giving them the directive what to do pure based on the conversation that we had um, so I think in that element, I realized that actually they're not, they're not bad because before I went into that meeting, I just thought they were the worst ever. Just, just don't, don't ground me. Don't make all of my investment go to waste. But when following in that conversation, I realized certain things that we had done wrong. And when I say we, obviously the professional team, but I take it, I take it on board because I'm the one employing them, right? Um, I realized certain things that we could have done better, what they wanted. And I think sometimes it's just what having that conversation. Because when you have that conversation, you know exactly what it is. And then, yeah, you can clarify it. And, and, and I've taken that approach um, on all our commercial conversions and even new builds. Um, any Anytime we have to do with planning, I've taken that approach going forward to always sort of speak to the build, um, planners and find out what they want. Because sometimes it is a common goal. They want the properties. They, want, they, they need accommodation. I want to build. Let's come to a common ground. What do you want me to do to have, have this come true? And that's exactly what we did in the end. So, yeah, it's good and bad. Excellent. So that really was you just saying, this is my business and I don't want you guys to wreck it for me. Let me just step in and try and Absolutely. rescue whatever's left. Absolutely. So, you know, again, what you're saying is no matter what we're doing in our businesses, we need to have an overview of what's going on and we need to be prepared to step in when and as we think we can actually you know change things positively going forward yes absolutely yes um and then this is something that a lot of people miss out in in in, in their journey just assuming that you've paid someone to do it and they should be able to do 
do what they've been told. But I think like you've got, you, you said it rightly, you, it's your business. You've got to take the reins. Do not rely on anyone to shape your, I mean, especially as entrepreneurs, that's what we're doing, right? We're not, we're not, we're not relying on anyone for our financial needs. We're taking it, we're taking it into our own hands. Same thing when you have a business, do not just rely on the fact that you've got an accountant or you've got a tax advisor, you've got, you've got employees. It's, it's your business. You are the one that's creating the idea. If, if they were the, the ideas person, if they were the one that's owned the business, they would think about it differently. But you are the ones that's got the post. And it's, it's really, that, 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 that thing, it, 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 that idea rings true for every single thing. Because I think see people relying on, on, on estate agents um, to tell them what the values are what, and do all the numbers for them to decide whether they buy. Absolutely not. There's, I mean, sometimes you do get people really nice and good and they will give you their true numbers. But everyone, no one can exactly tell you what to do. And if I have to take you back to my earlier my journey, um, I remember speaking to when I when I eventually found networking events and I found um, um, the, the whole world of property um, education and the rest of that, which I didn't know existed at the at the earlier stage. I remember speaking to someone and they were saying to them, you know, I've left my day job, I'm doing this full time, and it was like, you are nuts. Get back to your job. Do not do that. Da, 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 da. And I came home very deflected, thinking, oh my goodness, I've made the biggest mistake of my life. And I, it just told me, it took, it took me giving myself a pat on the back to say, come on, what are you doing? Why, why? He doesn't know everything about you. He doesn't know what you, what, what transferable skills you brought. He doesn't know anything about you. He's just giving his own opinion. Why would you let that fully decide what you do? And I, I'm glad I didn't take that advice. I'm sure, that, I mean, because I still say now, I'm, I'm sure he gave that advice with the best of his knowledge and ability. But what he doesn't know is what I have in the inside of me and what I've, the vision that I have. And so it's just, it's just a, a guide. And I think people need to take ownership of whatever decision that you're doing and you're making your business, your life and everything and realize that you alone are the architect of your life. So yes, people would advise you, but the decision lies to you and you need to own that decision however whatever the outcome would be and so yeah just got to share that there oh brilliant because that is just so true because uh, another reason why it's so important for us to own our own decisions is if we make our decision as long as like we've thought about what we're about to do and we've really kind of like thought it through it doesn't matter how it goes because we know that we're doing the best that we can at that point in time. But if somebody else said to you, go do this, and then it went wrong, oh my goodness. You'd never forgive them and they'd never forgive themselves. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I completely agree with you there. Absolutely amazing. So now, so you've got your 12, your 12 um, apartments, new build. Um, and you've, you've, you've outsourced that to contractors, which is the most sensible thing that I can think of, to be honest. Because <laughs> you probably don't want to be downing a, you know, putting on a hard hat and, you know, your your high-vis jackets and things. But obviously you would when you go on site. I, I was going to say, I, I would. I mean, the, yeah. if, although we've outsourced this, we're still, we're still involved. Yeah. Okay. So I, my, my question really was going to be, if you're not going to be that involved, which I think you're saying you are, what is taking up your time? What What is kind of like, you know, keeping your interest in property? So have I answered my own question? It's, 12, <laughs> it's the 12 flats. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we're still going to be very much involved. Um, 
the, the, um, we, we have we have a number of projects in, in the pipeline that we're sort of working on, and so that would still um, that, that that was still sort of we just finished a, a another apartment in, in, that we just done up to four apartments, so that's just been finished up and let out. Um, like I said, we have the two apartment block as well that we we're doing, so we have those things going on. But in terms of the ten and twelve apartments, where we, we have a main contractor on it, but we are the way we structured it, it means that we're still heavily involved in And it is a choice. We don't have to, but it's not been fully outsourced such that we don't have any say in that at all. Um, and again, with, with knowing me, um, I'm not going to just leave it to anyone, even if I fully outsourced it, because uh, I just need to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm managing the time, the budget, and everything is coming into play. Um, but one of the things that I have, as, as I've gone on my journey and a bit more comfortable financially and, and building that portfolio, I think um, the natural progression for me, which I was doing anyway, because I'm, 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 I'm a Christian and part of the church, and so I usually was giving, um, I was not, not financial advice, I was giving talks and property talks, trying to um, help people on their own journey and find help people. So it was a natural progression for me because um, I was spending my evenings, days talking to people, trying to get them into property. Um, one thing that's true about me is once I'm, I'm doing something, I almost want the whole world to do the same thing, which I'm beginning to realize it's not going to be for everyone, um, but it's a slow process. I, I, I would literally have tried to shove it down your throat before then I realized maybe it's not for you. And so obviously there's, there is um, Icon Academy, which obviously we had old we help show people um, what they're doing. So that's taken a lot of my time trying to get myself um, um, get, get, get myself out there to help more people. Um, I, I've, been, I've been doing this since, like I said, um, early days when someone approached me, but I've always done it almost like just helping one person there, two people there, having people on my group. But one of the things that I, I, I really, really want to do because I, 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 I get so much joy when people come to me and say, because you did this for me, I have been able to um, achieve this or get this and then literally people are, are in process where they get financial features taking a, a, a U-turn and these are people that never thought it was possible just like I never thought it was possible for myself. I think that gives me a lot of thrill. I know it's almost like the Maslow hierarchy of needs. You want your your, your, your self-actualization comes and certain things then comes to play. And so for me, it's creating that real value in people that, um, that, that's, that that's literally on my mind now. I, I want to leave a footmark in the signs of time. I want them to be a blessing. I want people to look back and be able to mention that the fact that they came across me, I've helped them sort of on their journey, whatever it, it, that might look like. So. I am literally trying thinking, constantly thinking of programs, things I can actually come up to help people on their journey financially, but even living to the true uh, best of, of their abilities. Because it's not all going to be financial, it's not all going to be um, property related, but just helping people find their fits, finding why they're here on, on earth and, and living the true value of themselves. Oh, wow. 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 Okay, so people might listen to this in a year's time, in two years' time, in three years' time. So we are recording this on Wednesday, the 26th of January, 2022. So, Toyin, you are starting this new build. Please just tell us what is happening with costs, materials, labour. How are you finding it? I found that like anything else a lot of people are jumping on 
the the fact that cost have increased and multiplying it beyond the increase and which is quite annoying especially as developers i was having a conversation with um uh, on the floor eating um um a supplier um, just early this week, I think it was Monday, Tuesday this week, and um, they were saying, I was sitting there because we had a quote as far back as last, some maybe mid last year, I can't remember, when we we're trying to spec out the building. And um, I said to them, I was like, what, what does the cost look like now? Is it exactly the same? Can you guarantee the cost? And I was like, well, yeah, it should be about the same thing. I was like, well, tell me for a fact how much it is. I was like, well, we've had like a 3% increase. And I was like, really? I was like, well, we can do something about that. And I think that is literally the conversation I've I, I found from everything. I, I, we buy our kitchens from Magnets, for example, and they, 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 they fix the price for us. I think they fixed the price till about July 2022, and um, I'm obviously because we've got we've got a lot of relationships and buying buying back and forth from there, so we're able to freeze the cost on certain things. Certain things, I think, it's just going to be a case of trying to find a way around it when we get to that stage. But um, costs are what they are. But then let's think. I mean, I had a, a GDV of of a particular site at 2.7 as at late last year. That same side has been has been has been valued for 3.1. Um, so again, while cost has increased, the GDP has increased as well. So it still balances out. And I think when you look at these things, we it is a, it's, it's a numbers game. Look at the numbers and see what it looks like. Because we all shouting about the cost. One, I think I can really bring the cost down beyond what everyone expects it would be. But certainly, um, even with the increased cost, the GDP has also increased. So. It still balances out as the same sort of profit margin for you as the developer, um, if you know what you're doing. Whoa, great stuff. I was in a room yesterday. Um, it was a commercial development room, and they were talking about how costs are just like just knocking things out of the out of the ballpark. Really, they they they. Um, and and, and I, I remember one person saying that their builder said he's going to leave he's going to leave the site because he's been offered a much better job, and everyone was saying about you know how short sighted that builder you know was actually being, mm. but but you know like you say people are jumping on this bandwagon, um, and it sounds like you are actually quite lucky that you know you've got people in your corner who are not trying to take advantage of you. Well, the, the jury is still out on that one, but <laughs> yeah, but I, th I think anyone would try to to, to try to do that because we all we all opportunists, right? We're trying to see where we can actually make our costs bigger and get more money where we can. So they, they will try, but I think you sticking to your guns and setting things, and obviously on knowing where to to to, to, to um, fight them, um, to not to not so fight about even if it's if it's a slight increase, then well, I'm, I'm making more money on the GDV, so. I, I wouldn't lose any sleep on certain things, but I think knowing exactly, because we are quite close to the market, I'm not, um, in terms of our, especially the smaller reforms where we use, we, we employ the builders to work on, I don't know what's working on the JCT contract. We, the builders will come, they will quote and just give you a blanket rule of, oh, material costs are quite expensive, so I can't do this. And I was like, you know, what, what exactly is expensive? I'll supply that to you. And then they, it's almost like you, 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 you take all of the bullshit out and just say, you know what, this is what it is. I'm going to pay this. And, and we, we try to sort of pay labor where, where possible and, and supply our materials because I know that's, that's the hike, isn't, which obviously is a risk because I can't, 
you can't necessarily have a fixed price at the beginning of your budget. So if you're looking at um, having a fixed price for the refurb or the renovation or whatever developments, then you want obviously want to have fixed it with a builder. But we take a different approach where we, 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 we would want them to sort of fix the price for the label and take on the risk of what the materials are, which is a slightly, slightly um, more riskier approach, but it, it, it has been beneficial for us in times past that we continue to take that approach. Do you know, I've always done that though, because I, and the reason why I've done that in, you know, for me was to ensure the quality of the materials that I would be using you know, don't want some, you know, people being bringing substandard stuff onto, you know, onto my, onto my jobs because yeah. they want to cut corners. But amazing, amazing, Tui, it's been great listening to you. Thank you very much for coming over and you know talking to us. So this, um, so people in the room, this will be available on Clubhouse in literally a minute's time. But it's also going to be on the podcast. So maximizing property values. I've put the link back up above our heads. Um, so it will be there. It's going to be released on Wednesday. So if you want to come right listen to the podcast, you know, subscribe to the series, to the show, and you will be notified as soon as it's released. And I will actually also do a story on it to say it's been released. I'm, I'm, I'm running kind of like um, um, <laughs> a bit late at the moment. It's like tax, tax, you know, get the tax done, submit it to, to HMRC. Why I've left it so late, I have no idea. I, I <laughs> literally pressed the button yesterday, but at least it's done. It's done. It so is I should done. be, yeah, I should be back on, on, on target now. So next week, we have got Kerry Beckingsale. Ooh, Kerry is, if anyone's been to Fielding Financial for their education, they will know Kerry. Anyway, Kerry's here next week. She's going to be talking to us and it's going to be quite interesting. Now, Kerry, oh my gosh, she, she can be so rude sometimes. Not rude to anyone, but in terms of what she says. And it is just so funny. So I hope she drops a couple of those next week it's just going to be so fascinating and interesting so please do come back on wednesday 12 noon to come and listen to kerry and on that note there's nothing left for me to say apart from Toy. thank you so much for coming thank you everyone thank you very much thank you so much for having me i had a lovely time